0: you're listening to rookie pirate radio the official anime and manga podcast for in between drafts i'm john Agroni,
1: and i'm travis hymas
0: And today, well, One Piece is on break this week, so we have a very special guest to join us in our roundtable discussion of the new anime-slash-reboot, Trigun Stampede. Joining us now, she is the one and only editor-in-chief of In Between Drafts. Welcome to the show, Allison Johnson.
2: Thank you for having me on a non-One Piece week.
0: I mean, you are our boss, and so that means that we can't just, like, order you to watch One Piece, but you can order us to talk about Trigun Stampede, even though you didn't.
2: I feel like that's not totally accurate, based on our conversations and the amount of bullying I am being leveled with to watch One Piece. But we can we can say it.
0: To that. be fair, that- yeah, you are being peer pressured, bullied, and whatnot, but not just by us. It's like by everybody.
2: I know. Oh, I'm so aware. <laughs> no, I have no break.
1: <laughs> There's yeah. I was gonna say it's not from me. Um, I it's just my fault.
0: <laughs> that's that's a whole office. We are gonna have a One Piece discussion with Allie at one point because Ali is gonna watch. The anime, we assume, at some date. So keep that in mind, all of you listening. Before we jump right into Trigun Stampede, just a reminder that we would love to have you, the person listening right now to join our discord so you can hang out with us chat about anime and manga and all the other types of entertainment that we cover on in between drafts such as movies books music games and all that good stuff there is a link to join up in the show notes of this episode you'll find the discord link and everything and our social media of course too if you'd like to hit us up there we'd love your feedback anything you'd like to drop a line about Especially as we have One Piece coming back next week, and that'll be coming up shortly and looking forward to whew, more One Piece as usual. But this week, we're talking about Trigun Stampede. And so this will be like a roundtable discussion. And just, just to caveat things, I, I don't think we, we knew this, Travis, before we jumped in here or started talking and everything. None of us have watched the original Trigun. None of us have read the manga. So we are not going to be experts on the differences because Trigun Stampede is coming to us from Studio Orange. And it- It is like a revamp, you know, it's a revash of the Trigun uh, manga and anime. I know the anime came out in the late 90s. I'm very aware of it, but I was never super into it. And I I don't think you were either, Travis. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, well, just as a note, a programming note, we uh, are reviewing this episode by episode um, on the site in text form. That's right. Uh, So you can check those out after this uh, roundtable. but. Uh yeah as uh, I copped to it immediately in the in the beginning paragraphs of that first episode review is um cuz Trigun aired was one of those adult swim tsunami uh, early tsunami era um localizations it was like so, tsunami
0: adult swim though right
1: yes yeah it was li- it because uh because it's actually a, se- a seinen uh manga so a you know, little bit little bit more adult than uh, your regular shonen Fair um but yeah it was uh i didn't have access to cable anime at the time it was running so i don't have like outside of cultural osmosis like i can pick out vash in a crowd for example um, <laughs>
0: yeah you know, instead of where's but, waldo it's where's where's vash it's a little easier yeah. to play that game
1: oh yes yes but yeah that's that's my only background um from from that is just cultural osmosis So this has been very interesting
0: I think for me, it was just Trigun was just a little bit before my time. I, it was like at my time I was able to get in like Cowboy Bebop, for example, because like that was coming out on like Adult Swim and I was able to see that. I feel like by the time Trigun was a thing, I was already sort of phasing out of that kind of anime. And so I I just kind of missed my shot there. Uh, what about you, Allie? Did you do you know anything about Trigun kind of going into this? Had you ever looked into it before?
2: Yeah, no, I didn't know anything about it in all honesty, which kind of makes me feel Like I often do that I need to learn and know more.
0: (laughs) Well, you get to experience it with fresh eyes.
2: That too, and I'm excited that I do because I know that a lot of people came into the show with a lot of preconceived notions and expectations and essentially kind of this sense that it was going to be wrong just based on the fact that it's not the original. Um, So I do like that fact, but yeah, I also came to anime in general pretty late. Like, I watched Cowboy Bebop in college Um, And in the last couple of years, I've made, you know, kind of a mad dash, forgive me, in uh, (laughs) trying to catch up to everything. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know if I would have been able to pick this character out of a crowd.
0: Interesting. Well, okay, we got we to gotta get it right out of the way that this is an anime from Studio Orange and to what Ali just mentioned, there has been a lot of, what's the opposite of hype? There's been a lot of like pre-backlash before the thing even came out. People have been sort of coming out and saying, oh, this is going to be like B-Stars, but That's not the right, according to some people, animation style for Trigun. I think a lot of people went into this because it is CGI animated. It does have a totally different visual style. Vash looks a lot different uh, in this anime interpretation. And I I, want to know what you all think of it, but I mean, Travis... why Why do you think people are complaining about this? Because that's the thing. If they had just done like an updated Trigun, just reskinning it, I feel like they would have complained about that, too. I would have complained. I would have been like, well, we already have the original. You know, we don't need a remaster. Like, I always prefer reinterpreting things, changing things up and going for different styles to justify the reboot itself. What do you think?
1: Uh, the first thing to note is um, Stampede is not just like, a, like a, a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood situation, narratively speaking. We're uh, right. It's a full kind of like adaptation. It would be closer to something like the uh, JoJo's OVAs of the 90s where they just literally couldn't fit everything in because that would yeah, be my, untenable.
0: My understanding is that there are things revealed in the first episode that you don't even find out in the original Trigun until toward the end. And yeah. So, yeah it's it's uh, very different.
1: That's what I've heard. I, I, I'm lucky enough to be married to somebody who did watch the original so they can check my work a little bit. Uh, I can ask them non-spoilery questions. Um But the other thing about the CGI anime take is um, it's kind of a meme in in the in the online anime space. And for me personally, I think it's because they tried to make a berserk anime with it and did not do a good job. And that has completely just soured a a certain segment of the community on touching anything with this, Um, even though Studio Orange, as you mentioned, you know, Beastars looks great. It's visually stunning. Um, it has real artistic cohesion between its designs. It's not just putting a bunch of 3D avatars into a space and rotoscoping them. Um, there's actual art direction in play here. It's, it's you know, um, I, think, I, I think it's just, you know, that Berserk anime is not very good. Uh, just to put it out there. It was not, it was still experimental at the time uh, without getting too mean about it. And it just put a really ch- a big chip on everybody's shoulders about the, uh, the entire technology.
0: Yeah, I definitely. To me, I I haven't watched a lot of CGI anime. Really, just B Star. So I had a sense of this sort of thing, but I've I've came around on CGI animation probably around the time of the first season of Dragon Prince because to me if the story the characters can really come together then even even though it's not my preferred style I always prefer the hand-drawn variants uh, when they're done well at least but you know you can still have a great show that utilizes that animation for its own benefit I think um, I don't know Ali if you have any sort of like favoring of cgi animation if you've checked out B stars but was it was the animation in trigon stampede any sort of a hindrance for you and i I guess we could just talk about do we like this show what do do you think allie
2: so a i do like this show and i do think it's aided in part by the fact that it's like deliberately in the cgi style i also am a huge fan of B stars i'm a huge fan of uh the studio's other show land of lustrous (sighs) i think All three have used CGI in really interesting ways to kind of really amp up the fluidity and the motion of the characters. I don't think it would work for every show. I certainly don't prefer it in every type of series, but I think in this case, they have a really good understanding of when and why it works. Um, I think it works with certain characters better. I think Vash certainly is uh, amplified by the CGI and his movements and you get the, the clumsy limbs of him running <laughs> you kind of always a step ahead of himself better because of it but yeah I don't I don't know I think animation is so cool because it allows for so many different variations and so many different art forms and to hinder it to like one specific style seems like pushing the art form backwards
0: I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, I think people who might be CGI haters, uh, CGI animation haters might actually have their minds changed at least a little bit when they actually watch Trigon Stampede and yeah, Land of the Lustrous as well. And a, a few of the other Studio Orange shows where they are way more expressive than you would probably expect from that format. Like even a show like The Dragon Prince, like it is kind of night and day. But uh, Travis, wh- what about you? I haven't been reading your reviews Of Trigun Stampede. Not yet. I haven't bookmarked, favorited, you know, all that good stuff. But I don't know what you think of this show quite yet.
1: So um, animation aside, like like I said, it's kind of a. I I don't know that I would necessarily have come to it with the. Oh, yeah, this is the perfect format for it. Um, But it's it's inarguable that they're doing a great job visually. Um, There's shots in in just even the first episode that would have taken probably twice as many man hours and wouldn't have looked as good in um, in an integrated or like half and half sequence. Um, as for the show itself, uh, it's great. I've been blown away uh, just by its immediate atmosphere setting. Uh, and uh, I love that it just is kind of all gas no breaks when it comes to okay, we know what the pieces of the story most people who are coming to this know the pieces of the story. We're going to show you up front what we're changing so that you can get on board with what our vision is. Um, it's a bold move and I'm all for it.
0: Okay. I'm going to be the, I think the, the weird one here. I, I'm going to say that I, I like this one. I like it a little bit. I do not love this show though. and uh, I'm really struggling with it. And I, I think, it, you know, as we talk about it, There are five episodes out and I'm going to keep watching because I do want to give this show the fair shake. I do want to finish season one and and hopefully start. Sometimes I do think, at least for me personally and plenty of other people, sure. Sometimes it does take a little bit for some anime to really get me and for me to be like as invested as I want to be. For this show, I think I'm struggling a little bit. I I think I'm just struggling with the way the story moves, and I'm struggling a bit with the scene-to-scene interactions. I do like the animation. I think the the action itself uh, tends to be, I love, yeah, all gas, no brakes. I mean, we are really just moving. Like, you can't complain about the pacing in this show. I'm struggling to really connect with these characters. I like Vash a lot. I like his character, the construction of the character. I like getting to know him. I don't love him yet. I don't feel like I'm really getting a a lot of substance quite yet to really get fully invested. And I'm struggling a little bit with the side characters. I I think like Roberto De Niro, funny name, but there's just something about his character where I feel like I've already seen this character before and I'm not quite as into sort of the the twists and turns of where he might be coming from as this sort of veteran reporter. Kind of similar with Meryl Strife, Like, I I, I don't dislike the character, but I don't know. There's something about her where i just don't feel like i have a full grasp of her motivations yet beyond what's on the surface level i will say the character who i don't want to give away there's a character who is going to come into the scene uh later into the episodes that are available he comes along, and I think that's where I'm starting to see the potential for my interest to really start to pick up, uh, particularly with uh, Vash's twin brother, who uh, gets introduced as well in the show pretty early. And I'm starting to see it, but I don't know. What What are you guys liking about this show so far um, by comparison? Because I know, Ali, you were saying that like you're, you're enjoying it in terms of uh, the animation, even though you think that... It's like maybe not your preferred animation. It's still coming through for you.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, I do love the Vash character. I think I was sold pretty quickly on his characterization. And that was kind of what got me into watching episode three. I tend to have a rule where I try two episodes out of a new anime. I think that's a good, you know, uh, way to kind of get the sense of what it's going for. And if it's for me, and if in 10 episodes, everybody's like, you have to keep watching, you made a mistake, I'll try it again. But usually I'm like two and I dip if I don't like it. But in this case, I really loved Vash. I didn't so much love the supporting characters, like you said, I wouldn't say that I do now even. Um, But episode three felt like it it was an explosion of all the potential it had hinted at. You know, it just, it completely brings or it completely levels the story in a way that I don't think people who weren't aware of the original like myself were anticipating. Um, But yeah, I also think the action is just a lot of fun. I think there's a very distinct style to the world and the characters. Also, and this is such a me thing, it kind of reminds me of Doctor Who. Uh, That is not
0: what I was expecting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I totally understand why you wouldn't, but there's just the kind of alien-like creature who is stopping in different towns and going on these different episodic adventures, which I don't always love serialized TV shows, but this just scratches an itch that I didn't realize I had. Um, Also, the OP is so good, and I know that's not something to actually judge a show by I've been burned before, but it really it makes me have a lot of hope of where the story is going to go.
0: I fully agree with that. It's one of the few OPs where I can't skip. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a banger. It's add to the playlist worthy. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely.
1: Uh, as a song, it's good. But it, uh, I, I was saving this uh, for a little bit later on. But the O.P. strikes me as uh, an attempt by an anime studio to go prestige television. That's the vibe that I get from it. Um, really huh? yeah interesting yeah um it, it you know it's a good song and everything it's just um it's it's different uh it's a kind of a different vibe um I don't hate it but that's kind of the energy that I get um and that's actually kind of the energy I get from the show as well um in that it's 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 very much leaning into that space western concept um I wouldn't have na- I wouldn't have picked doctor Who I think that's actually a pretty apt uh description especially with the companions that haven't quite gotten fleshed out yet um but uh but for me it's it's big mandalorian energy it's you have this guy uh who who genuinely just doesn't want to have relationships with people and also can't help but have people gravitate towards him due to his energy um and obviously his energy is very different than uh the the mando but uh it's it's that same kind of space Western aspect of, of a guy with a gun going around and trying to do a little bit of good. And he's got way more baggage than he's letting on. Uh, and, and I think it's got that tone just right. Um, and it's funny you bring up Roberto. Cause I think he's actually, cause he's a new addition to the show. I yes. had to check. Um, and Roberto, I like because he is kind of the wet blanket on all of this um, where it almost feels like he's there per, uh, for, to kind of get proven wrong because he's the cynic. He's seen all of this. He's been in no man's land forever. Um, and he's kind of stuck on this little adventure with them now, uh, kind of forced to be the kind of the adult in the room. And that is always the form of a of cynicism in anime. Let's be honest. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I quite like him actually.
0: I I'll say that. One thing I do respect about this anime, they do seem to understand, and maybe this is uh, a carryover from the original as far as I would know, I like that they understand that, to your point, Travis, this is a Western and a sci-fi. Like, it's sci-fi and Western. It's not. It has a really good balance of the two styles and how they can complement each other really well. Because with sci-fi, you want the sort of interesting technology, and they have it with the idea of plants and the idea of, like, a biological you know, sort of miracle of a, of a piece of tech and how dependent that makes people on it. That kind of getting mixed in with this idea of to what you said, like that classic Western of the man with no name, you know, the idea of someone who comes around Mandalorian style and yeah, people can't help it, you know, gravitate toward this person who is an outlaw, who is on un- the edges of what's, you know, of what's within the law, but then also criticizing, you know, the law and criticizing those sorts of, those sorts of tropes in a very sci-fi way. So it's a really good mix of things. I think what's mixing, missing for me is that it, maybe it's like the sense of humor isn't clicking with me as well, because I wasn't thinking of Doctor Who, but I was thinking of like Borderlands for sure. But I I love like when we're in environments like that, where it is sort of like wacky and anything can happen. I I really want there to be a little bit more, like if you're going to do the Mad Max thing, I I want there to be like a nice mix of like the humor and the sensationalism. And I guess so far it's, it's had a little of that, which is why I like it, but I guess there's just something missing for me. I think I'm just sort of missing the heart of it. What do you think, Allie?
2: Yeah. You know, I, because I agree with you, I do think the humor is lacking in the sense that, you know. Her joke, they're not all landing. A lot of it for me, the humor is in the design of the Vash character. Again, it's it's so silly, but in the second episode where he's just running all over the place and it's literally like he's trying to catch up with his legs. I think that does a lot to endear me to that character because it's like he is just barely containing a semblance of control on the issue um so i think that's where i find some of the charm and some of the humor but again it's so character based or like when he's desperate for help in the first episode and he's crying and it's like it's not a hero moment but um Yeah, so, but I do agree. I don't think the humor is, like, knocking it out of the park. And I think when it tries for it, it comes across kind of cringy because it so clearly wants that laugh. But, I, yeah, I think it's going to take a couple more episodes for me to kind of really see how it falls in terms of, you know, all the anime I've watched before, but I think right now if they continue the level of the characterization that they've been doing and slowly integrate more of like Meryl and Roberto's uh, actual personalities rather than them just being like follies to work off of or like just the reactionary characters, um, yeah I think the show could really impress us. It, but right now I definitely find the heart and soul in the lead character and in the visuals.
0: So, before we wrap up, um, I, I figure like maybe we could all kind of say like one last thing on it, but I was actually wondering if I, we can throw a little bit of a curveball. Since we are talking anime, we're not talking about a manga this week or a One Piece video game. Uh, I was kind of curious if either of you would want to maybe give one other anime recommendation, something you've been watching lately that you think other people should know about, even if it's very popular and people probably heard of it. Um, Something that you think uh, has the juice and is worth checking out. But before we do that, uh travis did you have anything else you wanted to say about trigun stampede Uh, do you have a lot of hope for the rest of this season what they what you think they can accomplish
1: i feel good about it um I, i i totally agree that right now uh vash himself is the strongest part of the show um which doesn't always happen in anime so i'm okay with it um i do also feel like there's a lot of uh we've got all the players on the board now over the past five episodes, they've been bringing in some other characters, a little bit of lore dips here and there, and I think we're just on the cusp of really getting uh getting something uh, you know to really motivate the story forward and once we hit that point and that could be as soon as the next episode, like let's be honest here uh, but as soon as that that final nugget comes into place, I think we're really gonna have something special here uh that said, I do want to v- specifically call out the uh the the third episode. Uh, because I thought it was a showstopper visually. Um, obviously, we don't have all the pieces to really understand the context of everything that's going on, but in in a different anime, that would have been a season finale. And if the show can put out episodes like that, even if it's not on every single week, I think we've got a very strong contender here at the start of the year, at the start of the winter season. And I always feel good about that. Uh, you know, anime is a big business. There's a lot of good burn down the house anime, but that doesn't necessarily mean they all come out right now. Um, so this is a good sign for the year, I
0: think. All right. Well, Trigun Stampede, you can watch it now on Crunchyroll, uh, depending on where you're at. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep following along on this. And if we have good reason, we could always jump back in Trigun try again after the season's over. Uh, who knows? Uh, it depends on you, the listener. So again, join up in our Discord and send us your feedback. If you're ever curious about uh, an anime or something we can talk about down the road or talk about again, uh, we're open to hear it. But yeah, since I'm the one who threw the curveball in about doing an anime recommendation, I guess I should go first so the two of you don't have to scramble. But because um, I did not prepare you for this, but I, I think it would be cool to do like one little one little extra thing to recommend for people, especially if uh, they're already watching *Trigun* and they're not sure what else to watch. So uh, for me, I, I got to give this one a shout out because I, at first glance, I kind of rolled my eyes at the new anime *Buddy Daddies*. Uh, Because I think we all probably assumed that, yeah, okay they're just sort of trying to capitalize on the the huge, huge success of Spy Family, both the manga and the breakout success of the anime last year. But I still watched Buddy Daddies anyway. I still checked it out on Crunchyroll, and I'm really glad I did because, look, it's not Spy Family. It doesn't have that same sort of like once in a long while, like an anime that just kind of it has something for Almost everybody, right? Buddy Daddies is a kind of a specific thing. It does follow a similar format, but it is its own show, and I'm glad to give it a chance. And it is the the basic setup, and this is from Anyplex and Nitro Plus. The basic setup is there are these two young guys in their, I think it's, they're supposed to be like their late twenties, early thirties, single bachelors that live together. This is a contemporary Tokyo. Uh, so it's not like spy family where we're sort of in this like quasi cold war sort of setup. This is just sort of the modern day. And these two guys happen to be hit men. And after a series of weird hijinks and random stuff that happens, they both come under the care of a young girl who's the daughter of one of their targets and they find themselves having to essentially raise this child in uh, essentially a comedy, uh, you know, with some action in it, not a ton of action or not as much action as I think I was expecting, but there, it is a heartwarming show. I do think the young girl in this, Miri, is extremely different from Anya. So you're not going to get that same sort of like, oh, I just wish I was watching Spy Family. Uh, at least I didn't, because I was really enjoying their, their different take on like This kid is obviously a more normal. (laughs) This is not a telepath kid, for example. And the two guys, they're not, you know, they're not like that sort of hyper competent, you know, Death Note level spy characters. They're kind of hapless in some ways. And I found the show uh, so far and uh, it only has a few episodes out, so you can catch up on it pretty quick. Uh, I think there are actually five episodes of this available now. Uh, The the main guys are pretty relatable. They're very, you know, they're, they're much easier, much closer to people I think we would know in real life. And th- I think that makes it all the more fun. So if you are missing Spy Family and you kind of wish there was uh, something else to sort of ease you off, uh, especially since I just I caught up on the manga pretty recently. So I, I, I am definitely not getting that steady stream of Spy Family I was. But uh, Buddy Daddies is a certainly worthy, you know, use of your time. I don't know, Ali or Travis, is either of you have been watching uh, or have a totally different opinion <laughs> from me on Buddy Daddies. But yeah, is it on your radar?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm watching it every weekend. Okay, perfect. I, 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 I was double teacher that and Trigun, <laughs> and then My Hero. It's And Blue Lock. It's a great Saturday night in all honesty. <laughs> Saturdays
0: are uh, peak right now, yeah.
2: Um, but no, I'm actually really enjoying it, and I like how you say that um, – Miri's is very. I think you said more normal, and by that, I think what you mean is more annoying. And I think that's really refreshing. Actually. She's
0: like an actual human child. Like that's. Who,
2: a- <laughs> and they can often be annoying, and I think that's relatable. in the fact that they still want her around and they still want to form this little family, I think it's a really wholesome show with more blood somehow than
0: <laughs> definitely uh, more than Spy, spy Family.
2: family there's,
0: yeah, is- there's more death, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's still wholesome in a weird way.
2: Yeah. um
0: Um, is travis gonna disagree with us is travis gonna be the the buddy daddy naysayer uh
1: no so uh because ali was gonna cover that on the site uh separately as well um in more detail uh i kind of avoided it you know i I don't want us to just cover the same like three anime all year long uh (laughs) fair enough (laughs) uh, looking at looking at our year-end list and seeing spy family all over it uh but uh um so i'm gonna uh, i haven't watched it yet um i I wholeheartedly trust your recommendation. I'm going to steer in an opposite direction, though, uh, from okay. uh, from fun times to a lot of emotional pain and fantasy, uh, because this is an anime that I think is great, uh, but it also um, it's it's now in its second season, so it gets to enjoy the uh, curse of being an anime that's older than, uh, than six weeks, uh, and that's A Two-Year Eternity. I don't know if either of you have watched that, Uh, The second season dropped
0: pretty good. I I gave up on it. Really? I watched, yes. uh, I watched half the first season, and uh, I just couldn't get into it. And I think I talked about this with Allie once, and she was also disappointed with me, if I recall. And uh, deservedly so.
2: So... No, because I only watched one episode and I didn't not continue. Because oh, I- I'm
0: thinking of someone else then. Yeah, I think I think we actually probably were relating on it. Never mind.
2: Yeah, it was more that the first episode hurt me so deeply. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that I just thought, you know what, Ellie, give yourself some time and you'll revisit <laughs> it. And I, which studio is this, so that I don't say it wrong, but I think I know what it is.
1: Oh jeez, why am I brain it's uh it so it was it's brains Kyoto base animation. uh it was brain's base in uh the first se- first season and it changed,
2: I think, actually. See, for some reason I thought it was Kyoto animation, which is why I would usually go and gravitate towards that type of storytelling. Or no, it's by the writer who did a silent voice. Yes. Which was done by Kyoto yes. Animation. So, essentially, there were plenty of reasons of why I would be drawn to it, but yeah, the first episode just leveled. And
1: uh, I'm I'm gonna and- be straight with you. That doesn't uh, stop. Stop. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's uh, but it's it's such a beautiful uh, look at what uh, about like the, the layers of grief, and also just like it, it's it's you've seen a silent voice, so you kind of know like. The thought process of this particular kind of work about life and mediation and everything and it's definitely a hard watch it's not something I would recommend binging not in a heartbeat like it is for me the
0: difference is your silent voice that did wreck me but I am really glad I watched that and stuck with it so maybe to your attorneys the same deal.
1: It, it's worth it it's definitely longer and it has uh, because it's an ongoing series um, it's actually still ongoing in the manga as so I understand it too in fact um but it has it's got a little bit of lore to it and um as it and that's kind of expanding in season 2 um but it, it's 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 not bleak i guess that's what i cuz we we get a lot of anime and they're usually a lot of fun or they're usually a lot of shonen or it's it's uh, i i know a lot of people who love you know your berserks your your goblin slayers you, you know they they love that dark fantasy genre and there's nothing inherently wrong with that I'm just not a big fan of actually coming away feeling that bleak about things. Um, last year, for example, I bounced so hard off of *Ida* and de- *Deities* for the same reason. Even though it looks goofy as heck, it ends in such a shocking way on its first episode that I did what Ali did to this show, as I was like, "Nope, we're done. We're done. We're we don't need this." Um, and Two Year to eternity does a lot of that pain stuff. And, but it's in the context of trying to find a meaning in it rather than, than just hit you with all of the dark stuff and then try to claw out meaning. Every single step is kind of just like one small little journey through processing grief and emotions. Um, and nothing is really left on the table as the show goes on. Um, and also it has a both of its OPs are the same song and they're by Utada. And uh, I love me some Utada. I'm a Kingdom Hearts kid. so. I, I have to stand i have to stand something that's been out for a while because it came <laughs> out at a bad time um season two in particular it came out right towards the end of the year so it's not in the it's not been a part of the big mm-hmm. new year's co- conversation and it never made it into the year-end conversation for anybody else so i gotta hold the torch for it for right now
0: all right and i, di- I did double check and uh it is brain's base uh the studio um at least right now um, okay, so that's to your eternity, and then Allie, you'll be finishing us off. Do you have a, an anime recommendation for us? What's uh, what's on your mind?
2: I'm also going to take a bit of a pivot here and recommend also a second season that just started premiering this month, also, but it's not available on Crunchyroll. It's available on High Dive, so do as that as you may. Um, <laughs> it's the Sunray though, and it's by Kyoto Animation. Clearly, I am a huge fan of What's that it studio. Called? Uh, to Sunray. It's Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's about a classical archery club, um, which sounds so excessively nerdy. And it is. And it embraces that so quickly. And I think that's part of why I gravitate towards... Sports anime in general and also slice of life is because it usually is talking about like a single subject with so much passion and enthusiasm and I just love watching people love things I think that makes for a lot of fun in storytelling, Um, but this the cool thing about this show is that while the first season was beautiful and I loved it, I never thought I was getting a second season. I didn't think it was watched very heavily. Uh, it's based on a lot of light novels. So it doesn't have like the full thorough line of, you know, ongoing manga series, but uh, the glow up of the quality of the show between seasons one and two is extraordinary. And it's just, it captures a certain, essence of animation that i love i believe it's something like flower storytelling i'd have to look it up though to be completely accurate with that but it just the way it reflects light and the way it you know tells very simple and patient stories while also having this like very grand atmosphere that kind of highlights the characters emotions more than the characters are expressing them themselves i just always find that so touching again i i am a huge a silent voice fan which I think does that perfectly. So it kind of shows you where my gears shift in terms of what I look for in an anime. But um, yeah, I think if you're somebody who doesn't really like sports anime, it's almost a good one to get into because it definitely is more character-driven rather than being about the team, the sport itself. It's more about the character's love for the sport.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I actually, I almost picked up the light novel for this one a while back. Uh, I think before the new season came out. And I think it was because I was looking for a regular at Magic High School, and I kind of just came across this one. And I love the concept, like an archery sports anime just sounds really like, that's just like a premise that like immediately has me interested. So now, now I got to figure out <laughs> when is this coming to Crunchyroll or something, or I guess I could see it on High Dive or uh, find it that way, but uh, awesome. So we have quite a few animes to recommend here and uh i feel like i feel like we got a good mix of, of genres all together do you have uh something uh, to add I was, I, was so was gonna, I was just
1: gonna i was gonna say we have some pretty good taste and uh and uh anime and sports go so well together it, you wouldn't think of you wouldn't thought about it but it really does just just like you know chicken and waffles or something it's a perfect combination
0: <laughs> all right well thank you so much for listening again we are going to be back next week for a manga recap for One Piece. And uh, not sure exactly uh, when we are going to be doing another like anime roundtable. But uh, we're hoping to do these at least like, you know, once every couple of months. Once a month would be awesome if we could swing it. But uh, in the meantime, Ali, is there anything that you wanted to... To plug uh, before we see you next, I mean you're going to be on Rookie Pirate Radio a lot, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything anything you got going on? You want uh, people listening to know about?
2: I mean, there's this little site called InBetweenDrafts.com, and I would love it if people continue to support us and follow our work because the writers there are doing amazing things. And I know that's gross to say on a podcast through the site, but I feel like as editor in chief, I can. So. That's my plug. I have nothing else going on, you
0: know? All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all in the next one.